appreciators we are back and we have three finales to talk about feels like an apocalypse like the end of the world it really it really did feel like just like the series of earth was wrapping up (laughs) (laughs) it's like we gotta we gotta finish these like massive shows three of the biggest shows in the last couple years yeah so succession ended barry ended yep and our sweet sweet ted lasso went home finally went back to kansas baby oh spoiler spoiler (laughs) right off the bat (laughs) right off the bat i feel like we uh, if you're a if you watch ted lasso you know that was coming i mean the ted lasso finale isn't like the sopranos finale no where it's like you know Hi, like lots of lots at stake lots you know? of controversy lots of no. no it's not everybody kind of you wanted him to go home like deep down everybody wanted i mean like let's just be honest if you have a character in any story post wizard of oz who's from kansas and isn't in kansas anymore it's gonna end with them going, going back, back to kansas <laughs> like that's just the basic that's metaphor. a good point yeah. i hadn't thought about that that's a really good point yeah i, I like how we said we we're gonna talk about ted lasso last so <laughs> yeah. we're like ted lasso we gotta that's jump it. into it that's it you gotta fast forward to the end to get more ted lasso look Succession may have ended, one of the greatest shows of all time, but we're talking about Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> Which, you know, funny enough, it's not that Succession isn't popular, but culturally, Ted Lasso actually might have more of a footprint than yeah. Succession. Yeah, I think possibly more of an immediate footprint. I think people will find Succession, like continue to find Succession oh, yeah. like as time goes on, like The Sopranos. Yeah. Like The Sopranos is still very culturally relevant and it came out in the 90s yeah sopranos or sopranos did i have i have i been saying it wrong my whole life oh, i've never thought about this i hate these because you said soprano and i said soprano the sopranos <laughs> i don't know i'm you say soprano i say <laughs> soprano <laughs> that's exactly right that's why this podcast works yeah uh don't you guys love the bits oh the, bits. the best bits that's the thing is i recorded with dan last time and it's not that dan and i don't have chemistry it's just like he's in california so like we don't talk like you know face to face very much yeah so i felt like on our dark tower podcast it was like very serious for most of the discussion (laughs) and it's just like you and i like we always have bits because we're always seeing each other but it's Uh like it's like you got to get reacquainted with dan a little bit so yeah i hear you i uh i'm always actually surprised with how quickly the reacquainting happens with Dan every mm-hmm. time I see him. It's uh, it's kind of like that. But hey, we're not talking about that right no. now, are we? We got three finales to talk about. That's a lot. Yeah. You know what? Let's take 40 minutes and just talk about Dan. Okay, but we're, real quick before we talk about Succession, I just want to mention how, how poor the timing was, that if we were really professional... Oh, we sure. Because I had, I had the week off two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to catch up on so much podcasting and video stuff, which I did a little bit. Yeah. But Succession, Barry, Succession and Barry wrapped up that week and I'm off. They wrapped up the week I was gone. Yeah. So the tail end of the week. So the very end of the week I was gone. So then the next week you were gone. And I was like, dude, like you took a vacation. Yeah. Worst possible time. Barry and Ted Lasso wrapped. And I have to wait over a week to talk about it with you. Let me just say. That the name professional appreciators is poking fun at ourselves a little bit. Yeah, it's ironic, you know, <laughs> unless it isn't. <laughs> it's like when we are professional, it's not uh, ironic, yeah, but exactly. most of the time it's ironic. It's ironic. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, I was actually thinking about 
uh, the name professional appreciators and i promise this is the last thing mm -hmm. <laughs> that we'll talk about yeah uh that's not that's off topic but um i was thinking about the name professional appreciators and like the true meaning of it is like a slight towards itself yeah so you know i understand how you know there have been some comments on youtube that are yeah. like professional are you kidding me <laughs> well uh dare it's i like, mention it evan but you are wearing shorts it's like in the video well, hey, i was gonna mention and that okay not to do you know that. what i woke up this morning and i decided you know what i don't care i'm wearing shorts and people can say whatever they want to about it that's actually really brave so i don't care props. anymore i mean it's hot i'm wearing shorts yeah i'm like wearing like a long sleeve shirt and like i don't know what i'm doing you know what and i definitely uh i brought pants there in my car just in case it's okay it's okay <laughs> podcast listeners don't know that's true just listen to the audio and you won't have to look at these knees yeah well all right let's dive into succession let's do it so real quick let's just get general impressions of the finale uh because we haven't really talked about it so overall what did you think of the final episode um i felt that the final episode was very true to the show i that like if i could say one thing about the ending of the show i would say that it was it stayed very true to its overall intention and theme throughout like from beginning to end mm -hmm. because i think a lot of times the cardinal sin that shows will do is they make the finale something completely other than right. what the rest of the show was and it feels out of place and weird Yep. And this felt like it was very true to the identity of the show, which I think I liked a lot. It was very good. Yeah. I think what's interesting, like based on what you said, it's very true to what the show has been. Mm -hmm. And if you really think about it, like it kind of ended similarly to how every season ended mm -hmm. because every season they get so close yeah. and they fall short. Yeah. But the difference is that this was like the last stand. And you saw how, like, just how this last stand took these characters to their breaking point, where it's like, at the end of each other season, they still had fight in them. Yeah. But this was their last chance, and you see just, like, especially Kendall at the end, like, he's doing his Hail Mary pass, and he's got, this is the only fight he has left in him. Yeah. And it's an interesting show when you look at it as a whole, where you're like, plot-wise not much happened yeah if you really think like there's been plot developments like new investors um people you know uh logan with his antics and doing this and some of the siblings always being closer to logan than others you know kind of revolving door yeah it was kindle then it was shiv then it was um uh, roman towards the end where like but when it's all said and done, when the basic plot is who's going to succeed logan not much happened because They've never succeeded him, and at the end, they don't. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is... Well, actually, no, that is the point. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the the fact that there wasn't a plot, like, didn't change anything. The fact that they didn't get close is important, because yeah. that's basically what the show's saying. I think the fact that, like, uh, they made the last episode so pointed towards this is a succession that's what the whole thing's about 
And this last episode is about exactly that. Who is next? Who's going to be next? And how do they get there? And it's, it's, yeah, it's what that desire does to these humans. Mm -hmm. And that's always been the focus is it's not necessarily like which company is going to be end up on top, which sibling is going to be on top. It's what does this pressure cooker of an environment of this upper class 1% family trying to take over the dad's company. What does that do to these people psychologically? Yeah. That I, I always throughout the whole show, I find it very interesting that it was never enough. Anything that they ever did was never enough. And you know, and it's classic. Yeah. It's because their dad wasn't there to say good job. I mm -hmm. love you. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's why it was never enough. Yeah. But like, no matter how much they got per share for the company when they were selling it, no matter what moves they made to kind of like screw over other people in the deal, no matter who they fired, no matter how well they did, that was never enough yep. until you got to the CEO position that everyone wanted. And I think the thing that Shiv realized and spoilers is that that wasn't going to be enough either. Mm -hmm. Like she finally realized that that wasn't going to be enough either, but she also realized a couple of other things I think as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be a little bit more articulate than what I was trying to do earlier is, uh, is a lot of people after the finale were like, well, you know, they, they still have, uh, the PGN or uh, that other network, you know, it's like, what about that? And it's like, like, but they can still do stuff. Like they, they still have money. Like they're yeah. getting so much money from this Gojo yeah, deal. And yeah. I'm like, like, why are they so devastated? And the people who feel that way, I would say money, yeah, success, that was never the point for them. The point it was, was never going to be enough for them. They the all point knew was it. Power. Yeah. They all wanted power, and I think this is true to the real life examples of these people: is success, money, isn't truly the point. It's power, and specifically for the the Roys, it's power within their dad's company mm -hmm. because it all goes back to that childish, who's going to get daddy's attention, mm -hmm. and Shiv. Roman and uh, uh, Kendall wanted power specifically in their dad's company to be the that sibling. To yeah. be the, I'm the one who daddy loves the most. I'm the one who showed... Is, was seen to take over for him. I was the one most like him. Yeah. So I'm the one that becomes him. Because you know? Logan messed them up so much yeah. psychologically as a child. And so that's why, uh, that's why Kendall sits on that park bench and looks out... <laughs> at the at the water and contemplates probably jumping in yeah. is because he has money sure he could start a new company sure but that was never the point and that's not the point for people yeah. like that in real life it's always the consolidation of power yeah i uh i i actually really love the ending kind of the uh the child that's most like him is the one that's the succession right and i think at the end of the day, whenever you think of the show from beginning to end, kind of Tom's arc, uh, I think Tom was the child that was most like Logan. And I think, like, because Logan didn't start off with a bunch of money. Right. He didn't, like, he had to start the whole company and kind of, like, rise it from the ground up. And you look at Tom and his story, kind of like they give him crap for coming from the Midwest. And, yeah. Like, I mean, being he came somebody from money, that's... but it wasn't like... 
Roy money. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, he's he's obviously an outcast within right. the family. Yeah. And so, I whenever you think of people that are most like him in the show, most like Logan in the show, Tom probably starts out most like Logan would have started out. You think about that in your mind's eye of like yeah. how how would a 25 year old or a 30 year old logan have like operated and like he would have had to learn everything he would have had to learn how to navigate yeah like this world of like kind of cutthroat people and i think tom throughout the show from beginning to end kind of learns how to navigate that and takes cues from logan in a bad way of betraying the people closest to you to kind of get what you want yeah and um but one of my favorite kind of visual cues i don't know if they did this on purpose but i mm -hmm. i picked up on it and thought it was kind of an interesting thing uh the marionette thing on the magazine where it was uh shiv kind of puppeting uh the gojo guy oh yeah uh Skarsgård. And they made a point to talk about it a couple times, how he thought it was funny and all this stuff. And then at the very end of the show, I thought their hand holding was like so awkward in the car. Oh yeah. And that it was like this. And I felt like it was like a mimicking of that, like marionette kind mm. of thing of will Shiv then do that to Tom. Yeah. Get close to him so that she can kind of have control. And what an interesting marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought um, the old Wom's gams. I really enjoyed Tom kind of rising through the ranks and being so close to losing everything so many times and getting fired and losing his entire life and stuff that he'd worked for. Even if to, to use the term work is uh, generous, probably. Yeah betraying everyone to get yeah. well, <laughs> to get I, what he wants i think the thing tom knew that the other siblings could never learn which pretty much prevented them from ever taking power was tom would do anything even lowering himself to get above and i think the roy kids yeah. never ever considered lowering themselves yeah to get above yeah yeah because that was the whole reason that's a he good picks point. tom is tom's like i mean uh uh, Skarsgård, I can't remember his character's name, but yeah. Skarsgård's basically like, yeah, I, I want to have sex with your wife and to see if Tom would do anything. But Tom's like, no, I'm just, you do whatever you want so I can get power. Like, you say whatever you want to me. Yeah. He'll always just kind of, I mean, he'll bend over yeah. to get on top. And all the Roy kids always had this level of pride they want to go below. Yeah. And well, and Tom was willing to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, that's the same reason Skarsgård picked Tom is the same reason Logan started to yep. elevate Tom is Tom was like, I'll betray your daughter. I'll do it. I'll, you know, again, keep bending over for you, Logan, yeah. it, until I get yeah. what I want. And none of the Roy kids would do that, Yeah. Um, which is a really messed up message to send. But I think it's a true message in the world. Like a lot of these people who get power. They're just like, I'll sacrifice everything I believe in, you know? For money and power and, yeah, yeah all that stuff. Um, my last kind of thought on the finale, uh, I even tweeted about it, but you didn't see it because you don't have Twitter. Sorry. Is <laughs> the thing I found the most interesting is I feel like all the kids ended up in a place to where they reflected how Logan truly felt about them. Yeah. Because the whole thing with Shiv has always been 
uh, he could never get past the fact that she was like a woman. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in Logan's worldview, women are only there to have sex with and to give you kids. Mm -hmm. And what is Shiv's claim to power at the end? She's a wife who's going to give birth to the now CEO's kid. Yeah. It's kind of probably how Logan always thought she'd be Roman. What did Logan always think of Roman? All bark, no bite. Yeah. All bark, no bite. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where he ended up. Every He would talk a big game, and then anytime he had a chance to step up in this last season, kind of wither away. Yeah. And what was this thing about Kendall? I think he's always secretly liked Kendall's Machiavellian instincts, but yeah. Kendall can never seal the deal. He yeah. can never win. He's not a winner. And Logan always told him that. You're not a winner. And Kendall just failed to win at the end. And well, they all ended up exactly how Logan saw them. Well, his last words basically to them were you're just not i love yeah. you but you're not serious people logan was always right that's that's the message Ugh, yeah. yeah i what do you at last and the last thing we'll say about yeah. succession what do you think about the murder them bringing the murder back up in the boardroom kind of as they're all desperately kind of arguing at the end before shiv makes her vote i mean i think it makes sense that i think the audience at least i could speak yeah. for myself i had forgotten about that right and basically decided yeah i wouldn't mind kendall winning this yeah. you know at, and that's how they they wrote it to they write it to make you feel that way yeah and then they bring the murder back up and you're like oh i feel a tinge of disgusting yeah well <laughs> like, I, I think this whole final season has been about slowly and then suddenly revealing or taking away the veil that's kind of been blinding us to these kids yeah of how messed up and broken and evil they truly are and i think exactly in that moment shiv is having that gut instinct um and i think there's a lot of play with shiv's motivations there uh that people are kind of either brushing over because a lot of people have been like why would she just randomly change her mind why would she do that which i think is not engaging with what's actually happening it's there. it's not random necessarily it, yeah i mean in a way it comes off as random but like if you've been paying attention it makes sense that when she gets that close mm -hmm. that she would finally at the last hour really look inward and be like do i really want this to happen and if yeah. you've been watching the whole season of course her answer would be no yeah uh but anyway it would make sense that right then when she's just trying to give kendall all the reasons she can to not support him that that would be one she'd you know and then it's reve it's there. revealing about kindle that he would just so in that moment go oh actually i, I didn't count. actually i lied yeah because, yeah <sighs> because they're just trying to show how oh. much of a last ditch effort this is for him yeah that he'll say anything in that moment in that moment yeah he would have said absolutely anything kind of confirming logan's opinion probably about kindle of yeah you would say anything and do anything you have no backbone kind of no because say what you want i mean logan wasn't was evil yeah but i mean he would not give in to people <laughs> like no. if it wasn't his way then it wasn't happening you know yeah well like the whole mess started because kindle and roman couldn't make up their minds because they could have avoided the whole gojo thing by just like but they waited until the deal was almost done for them to go, well, you know what? Actually, let's finally get together. Yeah. Logan, he always knows. He always knew what he wanted. He never would have gotten to that place where he'd be like, yeah. I'm just about to sell. Oh, wait. You know, it's actually, like, actually, no, I'm not. It's like if the deal isn't good to him, he's just going to say that walk away and not flip flop like kind of Kindle and Roman did. But well, I think even in the end, too, Logan was kind of like 
clinging, I'm going to sell this piece, but keep this piece and build it back up into something big. And it was, he always needed something to strive for. And yeah. he needed kind of a challenge. I don't think it was, uh, I think he loved power. But right. like you see him with the ATN thing, whenever he goes in and Greg makes that like amazing comment about him like floating around the room yeah. like Jaws or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he makes that speech to the ATN employees. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost like you see this hunger in him to still like, I'm never going to stop trying to build something like yeah. up. It's uh, it's weird, and I think, to me, you hear his brother talk. He made that amazing speech at his funeral. He's the realist that in was the like whole show. Unbelievable, <laughs> and he talks about like their childhood a little bit. Yeah, where it's like, it ex it doesn't explain everything, but it gives you just a little window into what his motivations could be. Yeah, and like what are the things he carries with him, where it's like. As long as he has something that's taking up his entire focus, mm -hmm. he doesn't have time to feel guilty about yeah. or, or think about the other stuff in his life. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. still think Logan's death is a great uh, reminder that none of the characters really reckoned with, which is like, even when you are the winner mm -hmm. and you have that much success, at the end of the day, if you make all those cutthroat sacrifices, you're just going to die alone in a bathroom like you're just like it's it wasn't, all gonna go away it wasn't some crazy unbelievably grand death it was just yeah. a regular kind of you know that and that was one of the things i think i think i was listening to an interview with one of the producers or showrunners or something and they were saying we wanted to give him a death that was just kind of regular yeah you know could happen to anybody yeah. you know um but yeah, it's like all the winners in the show, like Tom and Skarsgård, and even to some extent Greg, it's like, that's great for you in the moment. Like, I'm sure a lot of people would love to have that money and power. But I think at the end of the day, something none of these people reckon with is like, you'll win to a point, but at what cost? Because you're probably going to die with all of your relationships cut off and yeah, and people I, it, far away from you. It's just a very sobering show and a yeah. very um ugly truth uh that the show kind of studies and it's a great great topic for this time where so much revolves around who has money who has power yeah um but yeah fantastic finale in my opinion yeah i loved it i thought um, it was great i think they ended at the right spot i think you have uh uh was that the fourth season or third season fourth that was the fourth season. So yeah, you have four really good tight seasons, like nothing for me to nitpick. And so I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I liked it too. I thought it was really good. Like I said, my kind of one sentence is that the finale in the last season was true kind of to the identity that the show had put out for the first three seasons. And yeah, I thought it was really good, but Hey, let's move on to the next yeah, because I feel finale. Like, I feel like we got some things to talk about with Barry. Yeah. Um, I'll just reveal my cards. I am mixed to positive on the Barry finale. I uh, think that that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, there's no... I mean, 
I'm not going to say something that's like a sweeping general, general like statement, I Mm -hmm. guess I was tempted to there for a second, but like, I felt like it was underwhelming for me personally, Mm -hmm. the ending. Um, I think that it's for someone as whenever I take my head out of the show for a second and like lift myself out of that world and like put myself into reality, someone as evil as Barry should probably just go that way. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and as evil as Cousineau, honestly, I mean, he was kind of, he was always a little sideways. Yeah. Uh, but I just felt like the end of the show, the way that the last scenes kind of played out initially was disappointing to me. The more I thought about it, yeah, it made more sense to me. Yeah. So I, I feel the same way you do kind of like mixed positive. Yeah. Like, I think I can see what they were trying to do. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like when you break it down thematically, it all makes sense. Like I, all the choices they made make sense. It's just, I feel like they got there so quickly that the emotion behind it wasn't there because we, as the audience are trying to play catch up and fill in those emotional beats because a lot of them weren't developed till the very end. Yeah. Uh, I loved this whole last season, but I feel like the last like two or three episodes, they really pressed the fast forward button on some of these developments. Um, because it's like, you have this whole fast forward with Barry and, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, his girlfriend, uh, blanking. I'm so bad with names. No, I honestly am too. But like they do uh, the whole fast forward where they have a kid and stuff. And it's like, that's such a huge narrative switch that to save it for the last like three episodes of a season to then only come back to LA and have all that wrap up. It was just like, you are the, the show ends and you're like, hold on. I kind of have to like, process everything i do always feel anxious whenever i don't feel a show pacing itself mm-hmm. enough to fill me in before the ending yeah so like when barry is still kind of on the lamb in the last episode i'm straight i'm like how are they doing yeah, like how are, they, how wrapping are they wrapping this up there are eight minutes left i'll tell you how they wrap it episode. up with a bullet yeah <laughs> Yeah, so Oh wow. Uh <laughs> that was a great moment. Oh, that was I rewatched that actually. Oh, wow. I thought that was a great yeah, just, oh wow. A great line. Like a yeah. like the perfect thing for his character to say in that moment. Um I also like how it was interesting how in the last couple episodes of the show they really kind of stripped Barry of all of his power. Yeah. They like there was no big cathartic like moment where Barry jumps in and saves the day or Barry no kind of like moment. Yeah. Comes in and kills everybody, you know, like he did previously in the show, you know, cause, uh, I, I think that version of Barry was gone to a certain extent, or at least they were stripping that, like, uh, that away from him. Like mm-hmm. we don't want like him to be seen as a hero in this, but ultimately he was in one in one important way which that part of the finale i liked it's just like was it fully earned yeah the whole like movie thing at the sure end? sure the legacy yeah part of it which yeah. if you would have told me which i don't know why someone would spoil it for me but if you would have told me that's told me where barry went i'd be like oh that makes perfect sense for the show 
because if you think about it, like the show starts off as this like really goofy juxtaposition between a hitman's life and an actor's life. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, what a funny pairing. Like, yeah. like the acting world and the hitman world. But as the show progresses, especially this last season, I've realized, oh, wait, this was never a let's compare. Let's take two different things and contrast them. Mm-hmm. It's a let's compare them because for me, the show of Barry has always been about how evil and horrific Hollywood is and how predatory Hollywood is mm-hmm. like a criminal underworld. And sure. so I think this whole time the show has been like showing how similar they are yeah, in funny ways, but in dark ways. And just as like, you know, hitmen criminals will take advantage of what you can do, like your skills. Hollywood takes advantage of people's skills in the same way. Yeah. They're going to take your beauty. They're going to take your your past, like they did with Barry. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the whole acting class is it's unearth that dark part in you yeah. and exploit it for profit. Yeah. What does Cousineau do? He takes the tragic death of his of his girlfriend, exploits it for profit. Mm-hmm. Just like hitmen and criminals are going to take their skills, whatever that be, you know, combat or or you know their business, time in the military their time in the military their business sense and exploit it for a profit yeah and take shortcuts and that's what hollywood does and then you and you think about that like it's so fitting that hollywood would take Barry's story and get the wrong thing out of it because how often do they do that because they're taking a story and using it in the way that best serves them, which is the hero narrative, because Hollywood yeah. loves that narrative. And that's the narrative we as an audience eat up. Yeah. A movie where Barry is actually the bad guy isn't going to make as much money as the vet with trauma who comes who in and saves the day, comes in and saves the day. That yeah. movie makes profit and Hollywood could care less which one's real. Yeah. And that being the final message, I think, is actually really powerful. It's just, did they get there properly? Yeah, they got there very fast. And I think that I like that message because when you think about the past, you know, three or four years with everything that's happened with actors and filmmakers and producers Mm -hmm. and studios and, you know, kind of that idea of people that we thought were heroes or people that we thought were good guys actually being terrible. It's, I think, a very interesting ending to the show to have a movie play out a version of a movie and a version of events that is a, that's a version with rose colored glasses on. Yeah. And for them basically to be pointing the finger and saying, that's what's happening every day. All of these horrible people are painting themselves as heroes when they're actually not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back to what I said, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense initially it was just jarring because of like you said how they got there yeah ultimately i I think as a whole the show is still a standout in the last you know five ten years yes and And i don't think the finale was messy enough to ruin that no no uh so it'd be nice you know years down the road to kind of rewatch it and see how it all sits yeah i think so too well, let's move on to uh, Lasso if we have time let's, here. Let's wrap it up here. Wrap it up minutes. with a Lasso. Uh, okay, I'll start with this. Um, the last season has been a little bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think the cardinal sin of the last couple seasons was too bloated, 
episodes too long, the season probably too long, and they juggled too many plot lines. Okay. But the finale in particular, I think on a whole worked really well. Yeah. And I think despite all those gripes I just said, what's always worked about Ted Lasso is how character centric they are. Yeah. Yes, the show can be didactic. It can feel like an after school special at times. There are scenes where it's like, I feel like I'm in high school and they're showing me like a, a skit to like teach me a moral lesson. Sure, sure. There are moments in Ted Lasso very much like that. But at the end of the day, it's a show where the humor comes from the characters and the heart comes from the characters. And I think the finale was faithful to all those characters. Ted going home and reuniting with his family and finally getting over the divorce in a healthy way has always been where his character journey went. Uh, Roy opening up emotionally, stepping up as a leader, taking on responsibility, always where his character is supposed to go. Uh, Jamie, same thing, maturing, uh, not making his sole mission in life a woman, Mm -hmm. all that stuff where his life was always supposed to go. And you can do that with every character. It was so faithful to all the characters. I think I think at the end of the show, the realization that we have is that the show, and they told us this a bunch yeah. of times, even though they were always, uh, there were always different goals for the characters as a whole, as a, as a football team. Yeah. You know, like there, it was always taking you in different directions in that way. But the point of the show was always that, these people are changing that the reason that they're all here is because they're changing and they're growing. And I think the point of the whole show was to show that we can grow, that we can change and that we can become better people. And that comes from the people around us, you know? Yeah. And so I'll push back a little bit on what you said, but not a ton. Oh, okay. Because I think that there were, dud episodes that just didn't hit for me Mm -hmm. this season i agree with that um but as a whole i think that ted lasso in the last season knew what it had going on and it knew that the audience wanted to live in the world kind of as much as possible regardless of the storyline or what was going on i got to the point where i was just like i just want to live with these characters i don't care if the the episode is an hour long yeah i just want to live and hang out with these characters because i enjoy being in the world and so I didn't mind that as much that after school special kind of like teaching me a lesson thing. Some of it was a little, there were a couple scenes I could think of that were a little like, ah, I feel like I'm getting preached at. This is kind of something yeah. I already know. Mm-hmm. But, um, aside from that, I just enjoyed being in the world. I think, I think that by the end of the show, they knew that the audience just wanted to be with them, you know, yeah. kind of in that way. Um, the finale. Yes, I agree. I think, it was cathartic in all the ways that it needed to be between it. It brought resolution kind of between all the characters that you yearn to have resolution between and with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I felt like it was going to be a little more emotional. Yeah. I think just from the like past episodes and past season, because I felt like it had been very emotional in the episodes leading up to the finale. So I thought it was going to have like a there it was I thought the last episode was going to be a big like bomb of emotion basically. Yeah. But it kind of wasn't. 
There were yeah. they had moments. Like but they didn't they didn't push things too far. But it's yeah. not like Ted went back home and then his wife was like, "Actually, let's get remarried." <laughs> or yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like uh, uh, with like Kent, uh, Roy Kent and Jamie. Uh, it's not like uh, you know because the whole thing with. Uh, uh, oh, what? Uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Keely. Keely. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Keely. Sorry. It, like they didn't push like, oh, Roy's with Keely or Jamie's with Keely, and it's it, they just kind of let that be its thing. Yeah. And let you fill in the gaps of where it could go, and like they didn't. The only one I think they went too far on was with uh, Rebecca meeting yeah. up with that man. <laughs> yeah. It's like meeting up with him again. Yeah. I, I felt like they set up her finally finding someone so much in the season that they just had to pick something but sure. it, it just like we had one episode with that guy and I, at least for me i didn't think like it was such like a great meet cute that like oh i need to see them together that her just randomly running into him and he's a pilot now and it's like that felt a little forced i don't think her character needed yeah, it i definitely don't know um how he became a pilot or like what that was all about but it's like um, you're a boatman and a pilot you, you live on a both. boat and you're a pilot? You How is that possible? A or C, you got to pick. Let's not, yeah, let's not get too, you know, think too far into it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do. A I do boating kinda... license and a pilot's <laughs> license? This man, uh, this man is committed. Yeah. No, I, I do see what you're saying, that it's a bit um, opposite from what her character was striving for, which was basically to be free of these like constraints that were put on her, uh, coming where she came from being married to Rupert and kind of getting free of him and stepping back and actually seeing like, actually I do love these people. I love Mm -hmm. this job. I love this community. Like this is the reason why I'm doing all of this. It's not for revenge. It's not in spite of Rupert anymore. It's now like, I am my own motivation yeah. for like doing what I'm doing. And then they throw her into yeah. like, Oh, but also here's another relationship. Yeah. You know? So it's just, yeah. Like I feel, yeah. Her character growth has always been like getting beyond Rupert. Yeah. Um, l- loving the team for the team's sake, not for the spite of Rupert and yeah. all that stuff and getting her to a place where she was ready to meet someone, but you didn't have to go all the way to like her, conveniently running it i just that was the one i was like you're pushing this a little too hard sure whereas all the other resolutions felt natural we don't want to get too nitpicky either because it was like a 10 second yeah, scene it you was know like, in the whole finale fine. yeah yeah <laughs> it's okay. fine but yeah i i liked it i mean at the end of the day there are different kinds of shows like yeah. succession is a different kind of show than ted lasso is and mm. succession is going to have a very serious kind of like stoic ending and i was totally fine for ted lasso to have just kind of a happy, like fun, like cathartic ending. Yeah. I think that's what we all deserved as an audience. I, I just, <laughs> I think because the show got so popular in that first season and it met an immediate need in 2020, which is like, mm-hmm. we're all depressed and inside. Here's a hopeful show. Yeah. It just, it, the audience made it into something bigger than what it ever set out to be. So I think a lot of disappointments with the show stemmed from like, it's popularity being so high people's expectations were higher. Yeah. And it's like, no, but this was always going to be like, have you not seen any of the other shows by Bill Lawrence, like scrubs? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just a really good vibes, feel good character centric comedy. Yeah. That's not trying to do all these things you want it to do. One thing, one thing I really liked about the show, especially 
the storyline between Jamie and his dad, kind of how that wrapped up, is just like... It's very natural, yeah. I felt like it had this very simple and straightforward message of like where you think things are absolutely hopeless and foregone conclusions, mm-hmm. you can still believe that there's going to be some hope and some resolution to that, even if it looks like it's completely hopeless. Like I think that that's always a good message a good kind of place for a show to go um and especially with just building up all the um basically like credit that all the characters have built up over the seasons we kind of like trust them and like they feel like it feels like we know them when we don't you know (laughs) well how about this real quick would you be open to spinoffs or do you just want the show to be what it was like um i think it depends on who's getting the spinoff uh I would be open to spinoffs for some. Um, uh, I don't know. You have to do it right because spinoffs are tricky. If you try a spinoff and it does not immediately work, it almost retroactively hurts the original show. I actually think it it almost has to be something like uh, Breaking Bad where it feels like a completely different show. It doesn't feel like just a carbon copy of the exact show with the exact same characters i think that it has to be a show that's like this is a completely actually this is a completely different show it's just set in the world yeah you know but yeah i agree but i don't know i haven't given that a lot of thought actually okay rank the finales our three finales one two three or three two one whatever you want to do i think we kind of naturally ranked them but actually I don't know. You I know what? I, I might know. flip it. Do I you might like do Ted Lasso more than Barry. I, that's I, I, I might know. do Succession number one. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. Remember, do I... I'm, you're ranking the finales, not the shows. The finales. Okay, the finales. I'm ranking the finales. I'm gonna go Succession, Ted Lasso, Barry. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Barry's a better show than Ted Lasso, but I think the finale gave me more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, and. I think that obviously the message of Barry is very important, but I just think that the very, very last episode mm-hmm. wasn't the best representation of uh, of that. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope we did justice to all these finales. We could have spent an entire episode in each one, but yep. this is where we're at. You know, we can't wait too long to talk about them. That's right, baby. Sometimes you just got to get it out there. Yeah. And I think that uh, we had enough pent up like wanting to discuss these things that we just needed to get it all out in the open yeah absolutely well uh be on the lookout for more episodes here i think i'm gonna make these three discussions like three separate videos okay on youtube i think that's a good idea yeah we got more content in the works uh if you haven't yet you can watch my discussion with my brother on the dark tower series and i have a new video essay out on f scott fitzgerald so mm-hmm. check that out Ooh, and that is really good too yeah. you should watch that i put a lot of time into it so hopefully you guys it's super good hopefully it's one of those videos that uh, kind of grows over time yeah viewership wise it's good teachers should show that video in class whenever they're reading oh yeah <laughs> thank, you. thank you <laughs> but yeah that's it for us and we'll see you next time see you next time <laughs>